Hey, just as a quick warning, in this podcast we'll be talking about death. So, Mark, are you ready? Born ready. Hello and welcome to episode 36 of I'm Fine chat between myself, Damo, and a man who's meatier than a Domino's meat feast and meatier put together. And getting meatier all the time. Mm. Aren't you? Right put now. On, put more weight, yeah. Well, yeah. Loving it. <laughs> uh, it's a chat around the subjects of health, wealth, well-being, fitness, sport, and things like the hugely Christmassy subject of effective altruism and self-actualization, which I'm sure got everybody in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> We're all work in progress and this podcast is no exception. In short, it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives and if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this madness, then our work here is done. Now, if you haven't already subscribed to us via your favourite podcasting app, then please do so. Uh, if you have a spare moment, you can leave a five-star rating and or review on Apple Podcasts. That'll be ace. And if you don't want to do that, then of course, uh, that's okay. But do take some time to have a good long look at yourself. Because um, yeah. we're doing our best to be better versions of ourselves. Yeah. You know, just saying. Sponges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get them on side, eh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, coming up, uh, some bookmarks and pickups from the last Christmassy episode. Work-life ballet. We're talking about death. Mm-hmm. We're talking about death. Yeah. Is that better? <laughs> and Brave Food, we've got um, an intriguing title of uh, Investing in You. That sounds like some kind of bank has written that line, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. We're getting all corporate in our, in our old age, aren't we? Uh, so how are you? How was your... Um... It's been okay. Yeah? It's been okay. Good. Yeah. You've eaten well? It's Tra- you've trained and eaten as I've well. trained so every must... day. You do look bigger, actually. I am bigger. It's like so strange how <laughs> you it... You do. Yeah. I'm not just saying that. This is the heaviest you've ever seen me. Is it? In two weeks, I've got the heaviest you've ever seen me, yeah. Whatever. Since you know me, yeah. Is it seriously? Yeah. Because you were struggling to put it on, weren't you? Yeah. Now I just eat all the time and it works. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm it looks bigger. like you've got like loads of layers on, but you haven't. No. <laughs> it is <laughs> like nice when you've it You've got happens. a muscle suit on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On those sumo suits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it is nice when it happens. Bulking is such fun. It's, mm. you know what I mean? I mean, I you lose so. the definition. There is that bit of not looking ripped and stuff, but just yeah. being bigger is, yeah, no, it's fun. Do you feel better for it? Yeah, I think I do. Yeah. I think because sometimes I can look quite drawn and morbid and skeletal. <laughs> <laughs> so stuffing my face with bacon and egg. and That's all the good stuff, right? All the good stuff. Very good. It's what God intended. <laughs> You've already gone all de- you haven't gone all religious again, have you? No, I don't know even why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's what God, it's what baby Jesus would have wanted. Yes. You just stuff your face. There's no tomorrow. Did you get some nice presents? You I said as you came it. in, you did, but then we didn't go any further. You said you did well. I think there's I think two parts. This is <laughs> two parts. What's my response? <laughs> Maybe the two parts of my questioning. What you got and what you asked for on this podcast, but we'll come to that in a minute. Okay, yeah. Well, last last year I can remember, this was the start probably of my, probably the start of my altruism, I think, a little bit in terms of, I sort of went, don't buy me presents, just help poor people. <laughs> and people are going like, what the fuck do you, you want? You didn't do that with me because I bought you something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I've been supporting a charity for a long time called World Vision, and you sort of, you you support a child in, I think it's Bangladesh at the moment, and they send you like little pictures of stuff they've done at school and mm. like a little handwritten report. Mm. And I quite like the specific nature of it that, it, again, like we were saying before, it makes a difference when you get, and I know this, you know, they're not giving 25 quid a month to this girl so she can go out and, you know, buy crack. But 
Yeah, she... <laughs> what? Let's take the turn? No, no. What I mean is she doesn't get every penny. I It goes into the charity and they look after she her. She gets a bit of But it. that personalised bit of it makes it feel... Does she write it? Yes. Oh. She writes it and then they write a translation of what she's written. So they ask her a few questions on this sort of... It's just like a sort of colourful little end of year report. Okay, and she'll say, things I like are maths or... Yeah or whatever then you'll have a photograph of her so last year i sort of said oh i quite like world vision can you they do a little pamphlet oh, yeah, yeah. so i ended up buying a bloody herd of goats well not being given a herd of goats everyone yeah oh yeah this is what you wanted we've bought a goat and yeah. Goes, yeah i bought a goat <laughs> <laughs> so I bought a lot of goats and i think what happened this year is because my birthday and christmas are close together mm. for my birthday i went i would like you to invest in you know donate to charities mm. and Without being directional, what I said is either donate, what I would like is to donate a charity that means something to you mm-hmm. or one that you know I would relate to. Yeah. And I found it quite moving, the thought that people put hmm. into the charities they they cool. chose. So that was that was heartwarming. That's but good. I think what happened, especially um, for Christmas, is people are going, I just want to buy you a present. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's okay doing donations, but someone you, sometimes you want yeah. you know, to give someone something that gets unwrapped. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah, it was good. It was good. How about you? Good. Is that a Christmas T-shirt? Yeah, but not for, not for. I didn't get it for Christmas. No, I had it since about July. Okay, I bought a Christmas T-shirt. It's Christmas themed, though. It isn't is. It? Yes. Um, Can you explain that? It's because um, I was going to see Green Day this year. Yeah. In Ireland. Yeah. This was their shirt that they did for the tour, but mm. they just decided to do a Christmas one. Mm. I don't know why, really. No. But what I was the name it. of the tour? Hello, Mega. Okay. So your your Christmas wish on the oh, podcast yes. was yeah. for someone to send a link to this podcast to two other people. Yeah. And then you went, oh, can I have some pen- watercolour pencils as well? Yeah. I didn't realise this isn't this was a platform for us to ask for Christmas presents. But you did. And got. And. Ask and you shall receive. Asketh and you received the. Th- yeah. And Wayne delivered. And I'm going to put this. sucker. I'm going to put this out. <laughs> yeah. He bought me um, like a pad. Well, it's like a set with a sort of. Yeah. Um, pad of posh paper i guess i haven't opened it yet and a set of really sort of pretty watercolor pencils (laughs) so (laughs) soft kitten yeah i'm gonna do a picture of a freesia or something and send it to him but yeah it was nice and it does show that subliminal advertising hardly subliminal (laughs) give me i'm not sure if the two links bit worked our numbers haven't gone through the roof yet they haven't have they 16 though on Christmas Day, first few that hours. Was, that was quite that was quite fun, wasn't it? There was six in the first hour that people have actually got up and yeah. the first thing they've done on Christmas morning. That's mad, wasn't it? It was. It was lovely, that. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for those Very guys. heartwarming, wasn't it? Yeah. That's all I wanted for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> A warm heart. Yeah. What was your key present then? Your... Uh, oh, I got a few things. I got um, their books there. I got Barack Obama's book. Mm-hmm. Who's that by? Who's that by? <laughs> don't know. <laughs> It's quite thick. I didn't realise how thick it would be. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've read a book that thick since school. The book you bought me was thick. Yeah, it's thicker than that, isn't it? God, that was thick. <laughs> I know. That was a... And when you open it, you think, oh, maybe the writing's big. No. No. That's a tome, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think you could always use it as a you know, door stop or something. You could use it as a small house. I was um, <laughs> flicking through it and I love... It was one of the, the names of one of the early punk rat scabies. I just thought that was... Rat Scavies. Rat Scavies, yeah. I just thought that was a great... That's a band name or a, or a singer. No, an or individual. A, oh, right, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Rats. It's very good. Um, but no, it's just books, really. I don't... I'd kind of do business books or books about, you know... We've talked about this before, haven't we? Fact and fiction, and I can't do stuff that's made up. Yeah. 
it sort of just feels like such a t- waste of time. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't written any more on my book, but I've started going into, you know, we were talking about, oh, what's the term Yeah, because if you used? suddenly decide to write a book about a, wi- a young wizard at a uh, wizarding school, I'd be yeah. like, nah. No, I'm not going to go down that route. No, I think it's been taken. No, I know. But okay. the fact you're writing about real life stuff, I'm, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of definitely interested. Whether it was you or not, I'd, I'd just be interested. Yeah. yeah. I've got time for made up stuff. Yeah. I guess there's enough fact out there to yeah. excite you, isn't there? Because I said I've been doing some poetry and you said something about Christmas wrapping, which was quite amusing. No, hold on. I got to training and you yeah. just randomly dropped in. Oh, I started you, you, like singing to you, didn't I? No, 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 you said I've started, I've started rapping or so you said something about being an MC. i've got some i'm like i picked you, you up on it up. <laughs> no i think it was early then you then you read something from your phone yeah which is good you wrote that didn't you yeah that was cool it's just the way you suddenly kind of said oh i've started it's, what happens, know, it's like it's like your schemes i come in and go oh, what are you gonna what are you gonna be best at this week <laughs> you're like mr ben <laughs> there was only 12 episodes made could you believe that what mr ben yeah yeah a bit like 40 towers, 40 towers. Yeah. was that yeah. eight or was that 12 or something it wasn't very many mm. you want to so, be the new m&m I, th- I think, da, 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 da. Um, Eminem. Da, 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 da. <laughs> there was something you said on on a recent podcast that really made me smile. It was I started off on this sort of spewing forth of ideas, and you went, "Just stop, <laughs> just tell me what you're talking about." Yeah. And that was a little bit when you came to training. I sort of opened the garage door. Yeah. It's eight o'clock in the morning. Oh, bang. You're there with you're your scarf and your coat. It's and freezing. It was cold. <laughs> yeah, and you started wanging on I'm about right. how you become yeah. a rapper. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> yeah. What's am, I still, am I still dreaming? Yeah, am I still in bed? No, I'm going to be the world's best. Um, oh, what's what the is word? it this week? This is so annoying. It's not rapping. It's when you do um, spoken word. That's the one. Right. So I did. I did it. I'm not going to read it out go, now. Well, there's those those poets that just stand there and spit and spit it out without actually looking at it. Yeah. It's all in their head. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to be the new Benjamin Zaphaniah. Okay. But um, yeah. No, I read one last night and I'm really pleased with it. Right. But it it isn't fun. So what isn't fun? The piece. Oh, a bit dark, is it? Yeah. All right. Bit of a shocker there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, should we move on? Mm, let's go. Uh, Cinderella's hometown. Oh, I didn't look it up because I knew you would. Go well, on. this small unnamed village acts as the middle setting of Cinderella. It is in the middle between King's Castle and Cinderella's Chateau. Did she live in a chateau? She didn't live in a chateau. Well, actually, chateaus don't have to be kind of big and expensive and plush, do they? Or they jeets? Well, name one that isn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cinderella is seen riding through the village on her way to the Royal Ball. The village is also seen um why am i reading this doesn't it tell us anything um so you don't know the answer no it doesn't have a name <laughs> which i could have just said it doesn't yeah. have a name okay. um the village is also seen after cinderella leaves the ball on the way home so i don't think it's actually important that, where she lives or anything so you've actually looked up something that told tells you that the village exists yes okay no it doesn't exist it doesn't have a name but it does exist well none of it exists <laughs> let's, be, let's well, you're gonna, that next you're gonna tell me it was, it was all made up yeah lorraine little lorraine kelly <laughs> i try okay can i just interrupt i looked up little lorraine kelly there's no references on the internet to little lorraine kelly is there? t- there's plenty to lorraine kelly yeah yeah it's very well placed she's, on google everything you read on lorraine kelly you basically think she's mother Teresa. Mm. did you find that uh, a little from, bit apart from the tax bit. she's up there with philip schofield yeah she's uh five foot four okay or one meter sixty-five. Well, which? <laughs> Take your pick. You couldn't decide. I don't know which one's closest. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I, I didn't realize what the thing, the HMRC thing, was all about. IR thirty-five. Mm-hmm. I've read that. I'd spent about an hour reading about it. I'm, I'm sure the whole, all the listeners have the as whole well. Kind of court, the whole kind of court case as well, and the you know. Yeah. 
don't want to get into IR35 here. It's pretty boring. Yeah. But I think she won anyway. She did win. Yeah. yeah. So great. Good for mm. her. And she's got an MBE or something as well, hasn't she, I think? I don't know. She I think she has. Which, did she accept hers? Did which she? would be interesting if it was services to broadcasting. And she, she went and went, sorry, I'm an actor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good point. Couldn't accept Well, she's still her. broadcasting. Yeah. It's basically getting around the fact that she is going through a limited company. Yes. Rather yes. than having a direct employment contract with ITV. Yeah. That's basically what it was. The Royals, Harry and Meghan's podcast. Now, I went and watched the trailer for this. Mm. Watched Just so I listened. can have a con... Huh? Watched or listened? Oh, I suppose I watched... I actually watched is the audio a... clip. Okay. <laughs> you watched it on SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah. I listened to the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, even right to the end when he said, Happy Holidays, and I didn't get the reaction that you did. You didn't? I think you just don't like him. I think that's all it is. I don't... If it, that can be that kind of jarring, then there's got to be something about them. No, I don't. But... No, I disagree. What I think it is, they have got that position to probably be number. They'll probably not knock Joe Rogan off the top spot. It's just with Spotify only. Yeah. Is it like Joe Rogan's yeah. deal? Although they have done deals with Disney and Netflix on other things, other things but yeah. on this on the podcast, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because Joe Rogan's been transferred across to Spotify as yeah, well, he hasn't he? Yeah, so he did, it's yeah. exclusively. Yeah. That, yeah, we haven't been. I think you can. They've all been taken off YouTube, the Joe Rogans, or most of them have anyway. So the point I'm saying, I don't think I am anti him, no. What I'm anti, I think, is I think it's the authenticity. If scriptwriters are writing a two-minute trailer, and I think she sounds really good in it, but she is an actor. But it's a really good voice, really good pace. Yes. And he does feel a little bit like the sort of stooge. Don't you think a little bit? Yeah, maybe. She's she's ruling the roost. She's very, very competent and very together in that. The point I'm making is that people would listen to it because of who they are. Of course they will. But the thoughts and the script, I reckon, are going to be so tight from a whole bank of script writers that what you're listening to isn't Harry and Meghan. It's a sanitised view of Harry and Meghan. In which case you might as well just get two people with a good voice. So I think this is kind of why I dropped this in, because we were talking about the level of our acting and I'm yeah. doing the old air quotes here because mm. you know i understand your point about saying we, we you know we put on we don't, i guess that's the thing i was struggling with i don't feel we act i think we're ourselves of course we put yeah. we put in a little bit we put effort into it yeah. and we think about what we're saying mm. and also we're very conscious about what we're what we're saying and how yeah. it's coming across and we, we you know i edit edit that based on you know a, a, a curation for an editor yeah. you know proper editing that's a good word we're no different to them because there's things that we, you know, we're not putting the rawest version of us across. And I don't think... You but know, every I'm, every word we put is um, genuine and unique. Scripted by... <laughs> Ricky Gervais, a bank, yeah. A bank of script writers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying. Colin, doesn't matter what, if this is script or... Well, yeah, where is Colin? <laughs> yeah. I've seen Colin for weeks. I was just going to say Colin and his, his troop of chimpanzees, because I recognised in the last uh, podcast, I sometimes start half a sentence and then leave it thinking everyone knows what I'm saying. Because you were talking yeah, about the um, typhoon in a scrapyard, yeah, junkyard. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I said, oh, is it like a group of chimpanzees with typewriters? And oh, yeah, went, no, yeah. I, I didn't know what you mean. But that. a lot of but people won't, can, know yeah, won't know that it's about... about. If you had an infinite amount of time, yeah, what, a room full of typewriters and a room full of monkeys yeah. that all live forever yeah, and unlimited ink in the typewriter if you really want to yeah. get into that <laughs> level of detail, yeah. if you left them long enough. They would write the complete works of Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to Harry and Meghan. Yeah. There's, I guess there's a little bit of polish that we that people put on stuff, and I don't I don't think they're going to be any different. But we're also not being scrutinised like they are, so they probably have to be more careful. So I wrote something here. Okay. Kind of a statement, straight question. Okay. So, 
They are using birthright, hard work and fame to spread something very positive. Ultimately, what they're trying to do is very positive, right? Now, if for whatever reason you have the same notoriety or media pulling power, bloodline to God, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, wouldn't you do a deal to get as many people as you can to spread that positivity? You know, we would like more people to hear about this. Yeah. It's, It's kind of the same. Why wouldn't we use anything that we've got, connections that we've got, to try and do that? Fair point. A little bit sitting on the fence because, you know, I'm trying to to apply the kind of the balance to this. I don't think they're any different to anyone else. It's just that they're who they are. He didn't ask for that. She didn't ask for that. Their path, isn't it, that they found themselves on. Okay. People can have their opinion on for whatever reason. Hmm. None of us have met. No, I'm not judging them. No, 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 not at all. They've also got to make a living as well. Probably more now than ever. Yeah. (laughs) So he doesn't have to pay for his own security as well. Yeah. That's going to be a few bob, isn't it? Yeah. Um. I don't know. Yeah, that's a fair point. Well made. Oh, thank you. That's it. That was easy enough. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if Prince Andrew would do a podcast. Anyway. (laughs) Well, we'll never hear from him again, is my my prediction on that. Abiogenesis. Yeah. I I, I said I didn't know what that was. Yeah. Abiogenesis, or informally the origin of life, is the natural process by which life has arisen from non-living matter such as simple organic compounds. While the details of this process are still unknown, the prevailing scientific hypothesis is that the transition from non-living to living entities was not a single event, but an evolutionary process of increasing complexity that involved molecular self-replication, self-assembly, autocatalysis, Mm-hmm. God, this is really hard. And the emergence of cell membranes. Although the occurrence of abiogenesis is uncontroversial among scientists, its possible mechanisms are poorly understood. There are several principles and hypotheses of how abiogenesis could have occurred. Basically, no one's got a clue. No. That's the, no, they haven't, have they? It's all just proper guess. They're winging it as well. When I was listening back to the last one and making a few references to Noah, and I thought, God, I've got like you. Talk about sitting on the fence. I was going, <laughs> maybe he did live to 950. I wasn't there. I can't judge. And yeah. in my heart, I'm going, I doubt it. We have touched on this a bit, haven't we? Yeah. In, diff- in different kind of ways. And it kind of felt like the last couple of episodes, we were edging towards death a little bit. <laughs> so these podcasts, isn't it? Oh, God, we're a little bit closer. They just feel like they go on. Oh, God. You, Make it stop. <laughs> you mentioned at the end of the last one, yeah. and during the last one, that we're going to do death. And yeah. I haven't asked you any questions because I was thinking it's a fairly broad subject, to be honest. Yeah, we don't, you know, we don't pick small, easy no. ones, do we? No. Not anything we can squeeze in an hour anyway. <laughs> But I just wondered, the other week. I'd be interested to see your your launching into death. Okay, really? Hmm. All because right. there's, there's a hundred and one different ways we can go with this, isn't there? Yeah. And I, I wonder whether, are we going to put a warning at the beginning? What? About triggering? That everyone's going to die? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, just that it might trigger people. I think we've done well, that on one or two. Yeah, it depends. On what we, I think we've spoken about some more challenging things that we okay. haven't put a warning up, up about. Yeah. I'd like to be known for our factual you know, references in this, in this pod. But hopefully I think the fact that we all die is going to be fairly undisputed. Correct. That's probably the most undisputed statement we could probably make. Yeah. Not just here, but in life, isn't yeah. it really? It's a real leveller, isn't it? Mm. Death. Yes. Mm. Um, so what is death? Death is the permanent, irreversible cessation of biological functions that sustain a living Great. organism. Mm? Yeah. 
Yeah, death is generally applied to whole organisms. The similar process seen in individual components of a living organism, such as cells or tissues, is necrosis, with necro, the Greek prefix meaning death. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually know that. I've heard of necrophilia, obviously. And you oh, say obviously. <laughs> well, you do, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, for centuries, cultures have personified death to give this terrifying mystery a familiar face. Mm-hmm. Uh, modern science has demystified death by divulging its biological processes, yet many questions remain. They do. Studying death is not meant to be a morbid reminder of a cruel fate, but a way to improve the lives of a living. That was quite a big theme. Mm-hmm. So our learnings from death are pretty much not, oh, that's quite interesting. It's like, well, how can we then make living better? Yeah. It's quite a theme. Or how can we make death better? Um yeah not so much i guess but yeah that that would be not from what i read okay the point the point i said the reason i said that was and i know at the end of this podcast we're going to touch on the thing that was mentioned the 80 hours 80 thousand hours of work and mm-hmm. if we just took one percent of that and, and planning yeah. and the couple of bits that i've been reading around death that we'll, i'll drop in later have very much had a theme of the planning mm. and because you started this with this is one of the you know life's inevitabilities nothing is certain but death and taxes yeah unless you're lorraine kelly <laughs> <laughs> leave her alone <laughs> oh, lorraine. you support everyone i, I have a go at don't yeah, you well, you, you know. are such a rescuer you like her really what have you got against her nothing okay i haven't got anything against harry and megan or lorraine he's like winding me up didn't you philip schofield that's another one <laughs> anyway the point i was going to say was the things that i've been listening to and researching and reading up on i tried to think of things that were linking to other podcasts we've mm. done when i looked at death and the planning bit came into my mind a lot mm-hmm. i'll touch on this later when i actually talk about what i was okay. looking at but i do feel it's having my father having died this year mm-hmm. I'm aware, even though I spent a lot of time with him every day with him for the last nine, 10, 11 months, yeah. and I knew he was, you know, going to die, yeah. there was unanswered questions, mm-hmm. there was lack of preparation, there was mm. indecision right to the end, even to the end. <laughs> even when you know it's coming. Yeah. And even it, to it, the it point of... It doesn't often make it any better, does it? No. No. And it's... <laughs> my sister, we got the order of service, and... Because towards the end, my dad wasn't sort of contributing very much in terms of, you know, spoken word sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister said, I do know from a few years ago, he definitely wants we plough the fields and scatter. And obviously, because of COVID, you weren't allowed to sing of course, yeah, yeah, the funeral. Yeah, yeah. I did tell you that we did sing, didn't I? I don't know whether you said uh, on the pod, but I think you yeah, did outside of it. Yeah, yeah. we did. Fuck them. So we got the order of service done. Yeah. And then my sister rang me up and went, Actually, it's all things bright and beautiful. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Yeah, you printed it all and everything. Printed it all. And so she went back to the printer's got it changed. But the point <laughs> I was making is, you know something's coming. The planning is this. And then yeah, it suddenly, it's we harsh. hadn't even got his favourite hymn right. And it wasn't, it wasn't her fault. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It was <laughs> yeah, just literally got the wrong title. But I think the lack of preparation is maybe mm. part of the avoidance to face death. Yeah, maybe. And there, there's, how to. I mean, it's like, yeah. you know most of these things for the first time you need your parents once don't you yeah so i got i got a few facts about death you know yeah. me and me facts yeah <laughs> many of us imagine death will be like drifting to sleep your head gets heavy your eyes flutter and close gently um a final breath and then it's lights out but um it may not be that quick there's some evidence to suggest that our consciousness sticks around while we die this is due to brainwaves firing in cerebral cortex the conscious thinking part of the brain for roughly 20 seconds after clinical death 
uh, there's a study on lab rats have shown their brains surge with activity in the moments after death, resulting in an aroused and hyper alert state. Mm-hmm. If such state occurs in humans, it may be the evidence that the brain maintains a lucid consciousness during death's early stages. Okay. Which is probably um, not very comforting to most, I would have thought. No, I was going to say, it isn't comforting, no. No, it's not. Um, Death is not the end for part of you. There is life after death. Science hasn't discovered proof of an afterlife or how much the soul weighs, but our genes keep going after our demise. There was a uh, study published in the Royal Society's Open Biology looked at gene expression in dead mice and zebrafish. The researchers were unsure if gene expression diminished gradually or stopped altogether. What they found surprised them. Over a thousand genes became more active after death. In some cases, these spiked expressions lasted for up to four days. Didn't even know there was a thing. So no. there's obviously stuff still going on Yeah. after you've, after you've gone. There's a thing about animals, which is quite interesting. Okay. Um, my reference that I've got lined up is about animals. Because I guess part of my thinking was, as as humans and our brains, does it allow us to be to understand that our demise is coming? Yeah, gives our life a different context to if you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with animals, it says that animals mourn the dead, which are, which I think they do. Yeah. yeah, or they often take themselves off to die. Yes, so they're aware yes. of if they could talk and you ask them, they're probably you know where are you going? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like I've got to go over here and yeah. curl up in a corner. Yeah. Is it elephants, especially? Yeah, it's a sort of graveyard or something. Isn't but it? there's there's no evidence to suggest that they're aware of death and their and life, the awareness that we have. Yeah. I'm sure it has a profound effect on how we live our lives. Mm. Do hair and fingernails grow after death? That's, yeah. That, that's, yeah. that's absolute nonsense, apparently. Yeah. Uh, it's basically because new cells can't be, be produced after death. Why we die. So people who live to be 110 years old, called super centenarians, yeah. <laughs> super centurions, yeah. uh, are a rare breed. Those who live to be 120 are rarer still. The longest living human on record was Jeanne Calment, a French woman who lived to an outstanding 122. But why do we die in the first place? Uh, setting spiritual and existential responses aside, the simple answer is that nature is done with us after a certain point. Success in life, evolutionary speaking, is passing on one's genes to offspring. As such, most species die soon after their fecund or fecund? Yeah, fecund. Fecund. Fecundity. Which is, yeah. yeah, fecundity, yeah. Sounds mm. a bit rude, doesn't it? Mm. But it's about your fertility, isn't it? Yeah. Virility. Yeah. So after their fecund days end, salmon die soon after making up their, after oh, yeah. making their yeah, upriver yeah, yeah. trek to so fertilize their eggs. Yeah. Uh, for them, reproduction is a one-way trip. I guess like mayflies. There's, there's a lot of things, isn't there, that just... Their life really is defined by reproduction. Yeah. It's odd, isn't it? I guess. But then you think, well, why do they exist? And I guess they're food for something else, right? And they'll yeah. check, you know. I mean, I don't think, think it's the lived... most meaningful of lives by no, our standards. It's, it's meaningful it? for someone else, for the people yeah. that, uh, the things that are eating them. Well, we're just you know? going back very quickly, one of the things mm-hmm. I had looked at, Einstein did a lot of quotes on death. Mm-hmm. Really, I found it really interesting. I think I agreed with a lot of them. But it was just picking up. The bit that you mm. said there when we were talking about animals, you know, the life is to to create another generation. In effect, that's that's yeah. how nature survives. If it wasn't, if there mm. wasn't natural urges to mate, and we didn't do it, then yeah. But the, I always go to okay, that's great. We're produ- we're producing, brilliant. Go us, yeah. And we're you know, apart from humans' actions in stopping certain animals reproducing, that's another story entirely. Yeah. yeah. But if we're all happily reproducing, you can still ask the question why. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. You. It's probably like a five-year-old game. Why? 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 <laughs> Who invented God? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> James Morris. Was it Morris? <laughs> James McGregor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's that bit. It's like, okay, if we have to keep going, what for? Are we all hanging around for something to happen? 
is this are we is this one big experiment like your idea but that's that's a massive well it is but if you just think are we here just to just to do that are we here to learn are we here to save this 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 rock i mean what birth reproduction death has to be surely what every living so using darwinism Mm. in terms of we, we we must be created just to continue the species that that's got to be the soul the, the spirituality and everything else we then lay yeah i understand that that makes if we just stop there that's fine for me okay, yeah cool i accept that yeah i accept that yeah and this should is we, what einstein should we, should we crack on but yeah. it's a little bit of i still go okay that's right yeah, we know we can but, all but do that we've been do, yeah. well yeah i guess so i mean we'll never know that we are going off the sorry you got a quote yeah no it's just einstein said our death is not an end if we can live on in our children and the younger generation which is the point that you yeah, just I've been got saying. A bit more on that in a minute for they are us our bodies are only wilted leaves on the tree of life mm-hmm. and so i think he had a very philosophical attitude towards death and some of the other quotes that i've been reading resonate with me in terms of there's two questions for me on death the death of a living person mm in my mind, in terms of um, um, a non-spiritual response, is we have been created to reproduce, to protect the species, and then we die. That, that's, yeah. that's a life. And I don't think, in some ways, if it, without, as you're saying, without the layers of spirituality and meaningful aspects of your life and what you can do that's, for that's other That's a meaning people. in itself. Yeah. But I guess for some that's not enough, is it? No. When you, when you, when you accept that, you kind of go, okay, but but that's what i'm saying in terms of acceptance of death if everything was on that level we could go our work here is done yeah and then death in some ways wouldn't even be Mm. a sad aspect because it would be your role has done you've created another generation which is why you're here this is just looking at as a pure natural yeah i i kind of i get no i get that i just there's there's a huge part of me going yeah it's just it just doesn't there's got to be more yes do you go any further than that do you go that's cool no i i go way further than that but what i'm saying is what i'm saying is that the, the mystery and the hesitancy to discuss death mm. is because we do put all these layers on it, but mm. I don't know whether we unpack those layers. Yeah, I guess it's in the context of what we, you know, how much we achieve. It used to be a, that there was a time when we'd we'd fight off bears, mm. we'd kill things, eat them, mm-hmm. we'd survive. We'd you know, in the winter we'd go into caves and stay alive. Yeah, that was it to keep the species going. That was our job. Mm-hmm. Our jobs aren't the just to do that we don't we don't need to no. people don't we don't need to produce you know we don't we don't need any more people right now <laughs> there's plenty no. of people reproducing so what happens for the people who aren't producing what's their purpose in life and then i didn't really want to get onto the purpose yeah. of life necessarily but that's obviously hugely important when we talk about death and we'll come to some of the bits in a minute about the time we do have left and then you go well then you, then it's straight into the you've had kids mm. you could go my work here is done yeah I haven't. So in, in that vein, what, what was I put here for? Totally, totally. So going back to what you just said about fighting the bear and living in a cave, mm. because of a lot of children and mothers dying in childbirth and, and a lot of children dying in the very early ages. It's about numbers, isn't it? It is about a numbers game, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, a percentage yeah, game, isn't yeah. it? And and in a way, that wasn't just creating new generations. It was protecting your generation. Because that, was, you'd that, then was, have... that was prevalent to my gran. My gran was one of 13, I think. Yeah. You think in the what early nineteen hundreds? Yeah, if shelling them like peas, weren't they? Yeah, <laughs> because you know you almost had to. You know, some yeah. of, some of the yeah, kids yeah. didn't get past four or five. Yeah, she lost loads of them. You know, in in there before they were ten. 
Hmm. I get that. So it's still a numbers game until I guess medicine got better. Vaccinations came yeah. on, came online for everybody. Then yeah. you didn't have to have thirteen kids, yeah. <laughs> did you? Because everyone, most of them made the ones you had made it. I guess if you look at it from a real scientific, yeah, totally, and, an animal kingdom and, kind of point yeah. of view. And looking at it, your point of view of saying, well, you haven't got children, so you could go to Einstein and go, well, you're basically saying there was no point in me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I haven't got it. Yeah, know, yeah, my death won't be continued by a generation. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I think that is too too blunt mm. what the point i think i'm saying is that the layers have come because there is now no need to yes. have mass tribes of children yeah, in order to maintain yeah people hunting gathering food yes by, by wild animals yeah. or or I mean, disease apart from now yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah this is the probably the, the biggest threat we've had yeah isn't it other than what <laughs> you're looking at me like that for well covid a thing that we don't have a vaccination for. Oh, I don't start me. No, yeah, no, 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 hundred years. COVID. No, no, but I wasn't. It's just that you've kind of went. <laughs> he's mentioned it. Now I could have died from you know polio, but I haven't because of the vaccines and or TB. I had a TB jab, so I haven't died of tuberculosis. Yeah, it was my point. This is probably the biggest something that we haven't got. You know, a vaccine for. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I've lived. No, I've this. You can't say. You, you wouldn't have lived this long if you hadn't been vaccinated as a kid. No. There wasn't any of those things. And kids no. died of all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Um, okay, what do you think happens? I think, I'm, again, I'm with Einstein on this. Um, there's a couple of quotes that he said that I agree with. I liked one that he actually said, um, a man's ethical behaviour should be based effectually on sympathy, education and social ties and needs. No religious basis is necessary. Man would indeed be in a poor way if he had to be restrained by fear of punishment and hope of reward after death. Okay. So for you, is it lights out, you know, good night Vienna? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you find comfort in that? Um, is this a different view to when you were, what, when you, because you, we talked about the last episode about, was it the last one? About your... Um, Finding about religion being, for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, when you, when you were in, what, late teens or whatever it was? Yeah, yeah. Was your view different then? Was that, was there an after, or was your view on death changed? No, I think I had a view of an afterlife then. Uh-huh. I think one of the things that might have turned it was um, it's Dr. Faust that's written by Elizabethan Tragedy by Marlowe. And Marlowe, a lot of people thought Marlowe was, wrote a lot of Shakespeare stuff, but that's by the by. So it was a, the full title was The Tragical History of the Life and Death of Dr. Faustus and studied this for A-level, I think. And from what I can remember, Faustus basically sold his soul to the devil in exchange for sort of three, a bit like Aladdin's Three Wishes. Hmm. He chose fairly debauched for his three wishes, and then it came down to his death. Mm. And if I remember rightly, he was basically given the chance to repent, but the devil went like, yeah, you can't get out of it like that. And right. Faustus went, okay, you know, it's a fair cop. I've sold my, sold my yeah. soul and then died without repenting. And, right. and I think when I read that, my interpretation of it somehow felt quite, I think it worried me to think that, if you could repent for your sins or if some, you know, if a holy person visited you as you lay dying when you went like, sorry for everything I've done, mm. that the whole slate could be wiped clean and that you'd end up in one place. And if you went, <laughs> yeah, okay, so I, you I had yeah. fun and you go to another place, it felt, yeah. Yeah, it felt okay. a little bit like a lottery, you know. And so I think, yeah, I have had some ideas that heaven and hell were a thing. And, and you mentioned it last podcast, a lot of things that still happen, I imagine, in schools, probably less so in our time. Things are like, you know, the nativity and mm. father christmas and the tooth fairy <laughs> yeah, and easter the, bunny yeah. you know there's a whole yeah. list of them i think now kids you know kids are too busy doing tiktok at the age of eight to worry about an easter bunny so i think there's a certain cynicism but mm. i think we were told it was a very naive time i can remember you know 
feeling really disappointed if one of my friends knew before the age of like 10 or 11 that Father Christmas wasn't a thing, whereas now the norm is that kids know, you know, as soon mm. as they can speak, yeah. that, that sort of mystery has gone. No. So I think everything now is questioned and looked at. Mm. And so I think the whole heaven and hell has almost been put into sort of a sort of fairy tale thing, especially in the Christian religion. I don't think it's talked about, whereas I think maybe in some other religions there is there is still much more emphasis on an afterlife. Mm. I find it so difficult to have any belief in an afterlife. Uh, as in, you know, you're going to come to a fork in the road and that someone's going to do a resume. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody's life is a whole dichotomy of different around, situations. Yeah, you're not going yeah, to turn around 80 years of debauchery and five minutes of going, oh, sorry about that. But it, it, <laughs> it's also, it's just that this moral code isn't, um, it isn't an objective measure. So yeah, it isn't yeah, like yeah, exactly. computer so, yeah, can be at the gates and go, yeah. you did give £434 to charity <laughs> and you did wang on about the goats in Bangladesh yeah, yeah. but to be honest when you were a punk you did do that graffiti and you were mm. yeah got yeah. in fights with people and you did other things that probably mm. you're not proud of it's weird that we have got to afterlife so quickly yeah we just skipped over death yeah we did didn't we mm. should we take a step back I think we both think then that I, I agree with you I think it's lights out blackness you mm -hmm. won't even know you're dead right mm -hmm. are you kind of on the same level as that yeah although when I do hear the stories of people having a bell in the coffin just in case Oh, what in the olden days oh god that let's put a shiver down my spine no it's <laughs> what, a in thing. case in case they didn't die in, in case, case they've been put in as dead and they weren't dead they had oh, a bell well that's freaked me out mm. thanks for that so that was really quite chilling isn't <laughs> should it should be reassuring really <laughs> yeah but who's gonna wear that when you're six foot under well, it's been like, cremated it's like the film um that's pestle spell um, <laughs> go on what you say no, I just this doesn't need to go in. I was just thinking of the film. Is it trapped or buried? Buried or with buried? Ryan Reynolds. I watched oh, that on a. Oh, you, yeah. I suffer from claustrophobia on a, badly. On a plane? Was it? On a plane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not good. It's like a set of tin sausage watching that. No, it's really not cool. Yeah. It's an awful film, isn't it? It's yeah. really awful. It is yeah. awful. So clever though. Um, yeah. Are you scared of death? Nope. Cool. These are very easy ones. I was. Until fairly recently. R really, really scared. Until how recently? Um, what, last couple of years? Yeah, last three or four years. Right. Have you had a near-death experience? I mean, you've had plenty of, I guess, a few opportunities recently to kind of, have, you know, with your heart and stuff. So that might I guess be... put, putting yourself <laughs> at risk, I guess. If you're going to have an operation, there's more risk of dying than not having an operation. Yeah. So, I think certain things, I think certain, I think you're true to, to a degree. I don't, I think it's more... So two things did make me think. One was when I had surgery on my brain. One, so I read something and someone said, because the discussion I had to have with the neurologist before the operation was, was different to other consultations I've had. And I went away and read a couple of things and there was something I read that's always stuck with me. It said, it's really tricky for the brain to consider what's happening to itself. Oh, yeah. So the brain can logically go, this is going to happen to your heart. And it'll all be all right because yeah, this is going to happen. Because it's not me. The yeah. brain's not Thank God it's not me. me. <laughs> yeah. But when the brain is trying to rationalize. Is that a thing? Is that actually a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because one of the things. Well, your, your brain goes, hold on. No, this is because your brain is basically the, the machine that protects itself. Your brain is processing it's the description alive, right? of what's going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the whole thing responsible for keeping you alive. Yeah. And so it'll either see things. And it's it directly really, under attack. Yeah. And isn't the, it? the operation I had, which is called um, coiling, mm. is a wire is put into my brain and then the aneurysm is, is filled with titanium wire. 
So if the aneurysm breaks, instead of being a load of blood that's going to come and flood your brain, yeah, it's full of wire. So there's a little chunk of wire in my brain so that if uh, that broke, nothing would happen. Do you okay. know what I mean? There's no liquid then. To... Yeah, yeah, okay. But the interesting thing is when they talk about the operation before you have it, it's very much done on a sort of probability. So your, mm. your aneurysm gets to a certain size and they basically sit you down and go, you've got two choices. If you had the operation, this is what could happen. Right. If you don't have the operation, this is it's what could happen. Yeah. And you're weighing up. And I, I really, this is when I went away and looked at it and this, this point of your brain is making a call on what's best for it. <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? Your yeah, brain's yeah, going, yeah. well, I could take the and risk it's, of it's not a fine, having... It's a fine line. It's not... Yeah. The balance is like, oof, yeah. it's and a then, difficult decision, isn't it? And then it comes down to wise mind. Mm. because you have to tie together the logic of right i've got a so some people i would well, imagine the numbers yeah the statistics of, yeah. of you know, success rate i think some people with the emotional mind because i don't mind surgery it's nothing i don't yeah. fear it at all mm. but someone might go emotionally shit i don't want wire in my brain yeah that ain't yeah. happening yeah. and the logic gets pushed out yeah for myself the logic was this is your chance of something going wrong and as a bookie, I was thinking, okay, those odds are long enough. Yeah. If I didn't have the operation, there was risks in other ways. And those are including hits mm. to the head. Well, yeah, I do yeah. weight training, I play football. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The chances are that was probably a more risky. So mm -hmm. I came to a wise mind decision. Mm. But I think that's one reason I don't have the same view of death. Yeah. That mm. I guess I've pictured. And I actually thought, I actually thought, if I don't wake up from this, that's okay. It's not. Yeah. I didn't have any fear. That's why I didn't have any sort of yeah pre-op it was just i'll just face it and take a very fateful attitude and yeah i think having the anesthetic going under for that yeah. which i did for my op it was and it kind of do having that twice all the things that happen to you under that mm. that you don't ever you don't feel mm. you have no recollection of no. i think i was probably more scared of death before i had that experience yeah it was the best sleep i had mm. Mm. it was yeah i mean it is isn't it you come out of those you go that is just you feel groggy because you're full of morphine or whatever but mm. You don't have to get a rest. And you think, okay, if that's... I wouldn't have known. If I died in the middle of that, I'd never have known. That, that's the theory, isn't it? That's yeah. what I think. Yeah. I don't know oh, what no, I agree happened. With you. I agree with you. Yeah. That's kind of how I came. And that, yeah, yeah. It, and that, that, would, that would be a, a, a karma death. But I, I'm, I, and I don't mean this in any way as a morbid... You're talking about the way you, you, know, the way you die. Yeah. But taking on what you said, if that was one of the options of not coming through from operation... It was all very calm. All yeah. Dinner, it was all very nice. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah, you're going to... Oh, yeah, lovely. Have a cup of tea. Lovely. You know. And I had, <laughs> I had the same thought that you had. It was that if I don't come back from this, mm. it's okay. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah, a fear. I never know anything. Yeah. I think maybe the next step that's come through my mind now is that whether the situation around death is around more probably the effect on the living than yeah, the effect on the yeah. person that's dying. But that's like any owner. We've touched on this probably not in the pod, yeah. but together we've we've always said that when you, when you are ill, it is worse for everybody else. Yeah, yeah. That was that was profound for me. And you know, I, to I totally understand why, but I think you're right. Yeah, and you see people who are suffering from cancer who seem to 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 dis exhibit um, a, a sort of really stoic approach to yeah. life and it's like a calmness and yeah, this is what I've got and I'm going to carry on and mm. we're talking about that um yesterday we're talking about Sarah's mum who died of MND mm -hmm. and you see this in a lot like exactly what you just said there was a there was a the way she kind of handled herself the grace and the humor yeah and the strength that she showed still we still can't comprehend it to this day yeah because you go well, I don't think I'd be the same but I think if you are in that position, I think it is amazing the kind of the, the strength you find and the strength your your human spirit finds. Yeah, no, I'd agree. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You've, you've been, I've been, and you kind of go, no, it's it, it's weird. Your body just goes, I've got this. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And your brain goes until I've got this. So your brain just goes, I think your brain probably does a lot more than you could ever think of. Maybe all the bits we, we don't know about yeah. and we don't think we use, maybe those are the bits come that into kick play. in yeah. and just get you through it. Because you, you'd almost... It's a total different mindset. You yeah. don't, I, I didn't feel scared. No. I didn't feel nervous. I didn't feel... It was just a calmness I've never had when I was ill. I can't explain that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Totally. You were the same. I Everyone wasn't. else is freaking out. It's like, no, so it's, it's okay. I'm yeah. right. Yeah. It may look bad, all these things sticking out of me, but... And all the people that I've been around, you know, during the last few days or few weeks or whatever, mm. have seemed to have had that inner strength. Even if they were in quite a rough position physically, there has seemed to be a calm... And you'd almost think it'd be a frenzy of like, shit, I think I'm going to die in a week. And, yeah. you know, but that nervousness and that sort of, so I think you're right. Maybe the body does do a preparation so. and it'd be naive to think it didn't. Yeah. It, if that, we can that, recognize other things in life. When you go back to it, it's, it's so, you know, your, if your purpose is here to, to stay alive and reproduce, yeah. then your body and your mind is doing exactly that when you're poorly. It's doing everything yes. it can. Yes. All the subconscious stuff. Yeah. Thousands of years of evolution mm. are kicking in, aren't they? Mm. How much do you think we talk about our own death? How we talk about death came up yeah. in one of the pods, didn't it? And mm-hmm. you were going around the graveyard. Yeah, yeah. And, and other was... people have got back to me. A couple of people have got back to me and okay. said, I feel uncomfortable about the sleeping about as sleep. well. Yeah, yeah. So it's odd, isn't it, that we can't just... Like yeah, I've, taken, I've taken my daughters to every funeral I've been with since they've been alive. So they could be six months, they would come to mm. a funeral. This, you know, I think it's mm. imperative. I've, that... I've, I've had examples in the very recently of, 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 of children being sheltered. Mm. from from death yeah and we have i have my opinions on it and of course they have and they have every right to to have. do what they want yeah but i i We're expressing I have, our opinions i have yeah. yeah i have struggled with that because i think there's things you can protect children from and i don't have any so it's easy for me to say mm. these things but why shelters people from the things that it's inevitable yeah yeah if they have it now, isn't that, is that better than having it in your 20s? Oh, because you're older in your 20s or 30s and you suddenly you, you, you experience trauma or death. Mm. You might not be able to handle that any better. No. You know what I mean? Just because you have age on your side where you've got no experience. Yeah. So, you know, and I don't think you're going you're gonna to ruin anyone. And also you know, sometimes... By, by going through that in a young... Of course, everyone has... You know, yeah. people lose people young. I get that. And that yeah. is awful. And that's going to live with them forever, but also will shape them. Mm. you know i don't I, th- I think sometimes that the reason being i don't want to upset them it's like as if upset is something that should be avoided at all times yeah. surely it should be as you're saying should be faced in yeah. a way it's i mean we're at different ages but you said something a couple of months ago yeah about how many summers you've yeah. probably got left yeah. yeah the 15 summers just to to elucidate on that mm. was around i guess this is this is part of the growing acceptance i'd heard some guy he was doing this much more on the sort of, I think he was in his 40s and was going, I've worked out, I'm likely to have X number of summers. Yeah. And doing it as summers, as I said to you in the garage, <laughs> sort of, it almost created a, a, a visualisation for me because I was thinking, I'm 60 now, average life expectancy in this country is 80. Yeah. So I'm fit and well, so yeah. I'd imagine I get to 80. Yeah. However, I do have certain conditions that might be life limiting to a degree. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. So without being total pessimist, I had this idea of 15 summers. Yeah. And I think then just saying it as summers somehow, <laughs> I'm there visualizing thinking... 15 winters two, left. Yeah, no, <laughs> it had to be the summers. Yeah. 15 winters well, doesn't was, work. What you said the other day was 15 summers, but knowing my look, they're going to be shit ones. Yeah. It's going to be a washout. Yeah. But we have established that the weather is, um, you know... Immaterial. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Other people are going to think it's washout. But yeah. the point, that when, I, when I went away, um, when we decided we were going to talk about this, I looked at a research and I'm 
sorry about this, I totally forgot. It's I think it's a podcast called Dying Matters. Mm -hmm. And I think it's from like a hospice type. Mm -hmm. um, and they did some research fairly recently that asked a large number of people, you're told you have 12 months to live. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? Mm. About 50% or your priorities, 50% mm -hmm. were, I'm going to get my house in order. In, not, not, not clean, yeah. cleaning. Yeah. Decorating. <laughs> <laughs> my front room yeah, could do a lick of paint. Yeah, that's probably. No, no I mean. things like records. Well, your affairs. Your affairs you, in what, order. what are you going to leave? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that, that was number your one records. on the list. <laughs> Just yeah. get my CDs in, in a different order. Paper records. Yeah. From <laughs> happy to sad. <laughs> You got the Smiths up there. So that that was 50%. And the, the other 50% were, were fairly evenly split between two. One was, I'm going to do as much as I can on my bucket list. So I'm going to fill those 12 months right, with yeah. experiences. Yeah, yeah. And the second one was basically see everyone I know that I have any affection for, or any feeling for, mm. basically to say goodbye. Yeah. And all three of those, sorry, the, the last two of those, I still, I can totally understand, but they didn't resonate with me mm. as like, yeah, I'm now going to go to the Hanging Gardens of Babylon because that will make my death easier. I didn't think in those terms, yeah, 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 yeah. but the first one did. Yeah. I'm thinking... The admin. The admin, which is what I'm not good at, <laughs> yeah. is what I most Imagine want to do. Imagine leaving that to someone. Yeah. Yeah, I've got, I've got the same thing. And I have written a book before, before one of my operations, I wrote things like, I what I want at my funeral, right, okay. passwords to you know, bank accounts, yeah. you know, direct debits, all the sort of horrible admin-y type stuff. And I put it all in a book. So yeah, that it was funny. That was the one for someone who's not good at admin. That's what came yeah. into my mind. Almost that sort of, right, everything's in order because you're almost thinking of other people, aren't yeah. you? It's like, well, at least when I go, I'm not causing a fuss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year, my best mate died and I helped his widow with sorting out his IT because I yeah. know a bit of IT. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you probably noticed. And this is not a bad thing, and I probably probably won't go in because it's quite sensitive. But he he left he left an Excel sheet, usernames and passwords, yeah, and it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. <laughs> As in, he knew he was going to die. Yeah, I know that I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So talk about getting your house in. You know, I don't want to leave anyone with a, with an Excel sheet. No, that's not enough. No. And so you realise how many places your yeah. email is yeah. Yeah. attached to LinkedIn. Yeah. He's still on LinkedIn. Yeah. The admin is a really big part of it. Maybe that's, maybe that's maybe that's one we should spin out. So we talked about learning, improving, altruism, understanding our health yeah. in terms of what we do on this pod, what we eat, how to stay healthy in the pursuit of ultimately prolonging our, our lives. Yes. Right? I mean, yeah. it all ties in, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. So, or improving the quality. Yeah. Maybe not prolonging sure. necessarily, but well, yeah. making I mean, the years we have yeah. better. Or well, I guess end goal. Yeah. I guess why we're doing it. And we go back to what we touched on at the beginning, which had, uh, threw me a bit because I thought we were going to get to it at some point, but we went straight to the the why. Why, mm -hmm. why are we all here? Bigger existential question. But is it because we enjoy living or, or and or that we want to make a mark on this world in some way? And we have touched also touched on legacy. And what we're talking now is very specifically legacy, but in an admin perspective and not necessarily what you're leaving to your, you know, to the, to the world, I guess, maybe not just your, 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 your nearest and dearest basically the point of our existence there's lots of things yeah. in here isn't there yeah. in terms of legacy you don't want to leave admin behind mm -hmm. but you also want to be remembered <laughs> you don't want to be remembered for leaving a load of admin behind <laughs> do you do you know what i mean you want to remember oh that's what he did you know he, he he did that all his life all her life and they made a real impact whether they passed their genes on or not mm -hmm. that's quite easy to do isn't it yeah. <laughs> but what about yeah. the other stuff yeah, and I can't start looking at legacy, and there's different types of legacy or symbolic immortality, as it's called. So the term symbolic immortality refers to what remains from our lives after death. 
These may be material, such as what we've built, created or given birth to, or ephemeral, such as thoughts, values, our jokes, a network of friendships, our acts of kindness, helping people in distress, being generous with charity or doing a good deed. Yeah. Freud, for example, after 16 years of treatment for the painful and humiliating symptoms of mouth cancer, was more concerned about the possible loss of his theories than the loss of his life. Mm. He'd undergone um, a transformation from his earlier fear of death to its mastery, but worried, what will they do to my theory after my death? Mm. Will it still resemble my basic thoughts? His hope for symbolic immortality was that his theories would live on us after his death. And Jung, he, on the other hand, had believed both in the pre-modern and modern Christian hope of resurrection and immortality. He was more concerned about the state of his soul yeah. rather than what he left yeah. behind. So very quickly, there's four different types. So there's biological symbolic immortality, where most people feel that even after dying, there is hope of an afterlife yeah. with an immortal soul. So I can live on in mankind. The second one is uh, theological or religious symbolic immortality. The belief in life after death is seen in most religions and spiritual practices. Creative symbolic immortality. Um, we're kind of talking about creative, creativity. These are all tying in, the stuff mm. we've been talking mm. about. When one is creative uh, through art, literature, a great discovery in science, or in doing a humble, benevolent, kind act for someone in need. In this way, one escapes death by living afterwards through acts and accomplishments, which will be remembered for generations and possibly centuries. And sim last one, symbolic immortality of nature. Nature also exemplifies symbolic immortality. It is everywhere and limitless and will survive forever. And, and there's an old Japanese saying that the state may collapse, but the mountains and rivers will remain forever. Mm -hmm. If any one of those, it probably feels like um, the uh, creative symbolic immortality. Yeah. You think we're going to leave something. I don't know what that would be yet. Yeah, it'd be nice to kind of think that, you know, something carried on with that as a business or, you know, you leave a book or I always think of actors. Well, I, was, I was thinking of these when I was driving well, the, here today. Gonna, yeah, the, I thought if I crash on the way here today and die. Yeah. I'd have to do this on my own. You'd have but to. But you didn't did think about that, <laughs> did you? I thought about yourself, didn't you? <laughs> that is one of my problems. But um, no, I guess in terms of, yeah, this would be quite a strange, I don't mean in terms of legacy, I don't think these are going to go down uh, into... No, but I think of these things, like not if we, if we, if we were an art, a music artist or an actor, and, it were, and I guess a, a popular one, everyone's seen, yeah. seen and heard your stuff. Yeah. But I think these things, are just it's going to be a weird one because there's going to be so many of these things. What about a million podcasts there are already now. You think in a year is going to be another two million? We're not even going. No one's ever going to find us. No one's going to going to have no, you know, no, scraping no, back rock and dust, if and someone, then we, they find us on a hard drive. I mean, it's not going to happen, is it? No, but this is something that didn't happen back in the day. So if somebody is a, a casual acquaintance of us, you know, guys we've mentioned, oh, before, I guess they could listen back to us. I think the majority of the guys we go away with are going to be a bit sorry if we died and they'd come along, but it isn't going what? to be a lasting, you know, sense of seven years of mourning and wearing black, but. I think I would find it quite emotive to be able to listen to the voice of you someone think? I was friendship with. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know what effect. I, I don't know if I'd seek it out. Yeah. I just thought I've got a couple of things regarding my parents that are interesting. That one was I've got a video of my dad. Yeah. Fixing the curtains. He had. He was the most old-fashioned, old-school person, and you've heard about my mum as well. Mm -hmm. But they had timed curtains that were on a timer. All right. And they shut themselves, just one pair of curtains in the whole house that shut themselves. That's quite advanced. Yeah, he's had this since like about the 70s, but it didn't really work. I was there looking after him and I said, right, I'm just going out now to do X, mm. Y, and Z. I said, you've got everything you need. And I said, yeah. And he said, just sit there, watch the telly. Anyway, I'd forgotten something. I think I was going to football and I'd forgotten my boots. So I go back in and I hear this noise. My dad had climbed up on a desk, you know, this. Yeah. You know, 
in the later stages of cancer to try and mend the mechanical curtains, which probably isn't the right. So I just videoed him behind. Oh, did you? And I didn't tell him I'd videoed him. Right. And then when I came back from football, I said, you've been up too much? No, I haven't left the chair. But I looked at that video the other day and it just gave me a warm glow oh. of Desmond Dad being Did you show him when you got back? No, I, did yeah, you, yeah. Did, 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 yeah did I just put you? the phone up. <laughs> and you were like... You yeah, no that. words were necessary. But going back to the legacy, I mentioned a little while ago um, uh, Quaker funerals. Yeah. My mum's Quaker funeral was the most, um, I don't know, I guess, emotive and personalised funeral i've ever been to mm. in terms of the structure of the quaker meeting place is mm. is you know if you want to say something you get out there wasn't a service there was a group of us in a, a square room with they're not exactly pews it's sort of pews on mm. every side mm. Mm. so you just sit wherever and basically we get in and someone would just do an introduction to the you know this is the funeral and remembering and then for about five minutes everyone just sat around and then someone got up and went I remember the time when. Okay, that's quite and cool. And this must have gone on for about two hours. Wow. But the interesting thing about legacy is obviously legacy is on personal perception. Yeah, so, so when I got up and spoke about my mum, it was maybe tinged with certain yeah, yeah. elements of our relationship that weren't <laughs> yeah, positive. Yeah, yeah. But hearing everybody else mm. basically go, you know, she was an angel. Yeah. It's sort of like... It took me a step back, but her, the impression she had made on those people <laughs> yeah. was this: her life had been so worthy yeah. because what she'd done. Now, I had a different perspective. Of course, yeah. But hearing people, I, I think in, in terms of a funeral, that that seems to me a lot more, why do we summarize everybody's life in a 40-minute service where we sing a few hymns, yeah. a couple of people do a reading from the Bible, yeah. and someone gives us a eulogy? It's like, let's talk about the person. Let's. Mm. I thought something really, really sweet was... Um, my youngest daughter's been a pen pal with um, somebody up in Sutton Coalfield, actually. And she died recently, age 99. And I think my daughter had been writing to her maybe for about the last nine years. Mm. And she left a card with, I think it had 50 pounds in it, which was really cute. Oh, but yeah. like some words about mm. how much that had meant. And in mm. some ways, that was everything. And yeah. although my daughter went up for the funeral, so that, card want, is, right? yeah. Yeah, that card's going to be yeah. in her drawer for the rest of her life. And, yeah. and I think maybe writing letters to people or saying what they meant to you or writing a mm. poem or something when you're mm. still alive could be part of the admin. Yeah. That went all over the place, didn't that? Yeah. I think that's yeah. a bit bigger than we'd imagined. I think... <laughs> Death, right? Yeah, an yeah. essay in fifteen hundred words. <laughs> what is death? What is creativity? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, but when I was looking at it, it, all kind of ties. There's so many things that tie into the things we've talked about, especially about legacy and you know what we're all doing here. And yeah, like I said, quality of life, you know, longevity to your life might be worth going um, back because some of the things I think there's a few things that I was looking at yeah. included something on playlists, uh, a charity that's doing a playlist. Right, investing you. Well, give me quick and dirty. Oh yeah, just have a like it. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> what voice was that anyway? <laughs> Some of your accents. So we had a little chat beforehand mm -hmm. and we've mentioned supplements before. We said like maybe do a little bit about going back to nutrition. A couple of people have said that was really useful. And we, yeah. we keep mentioning supplements and I bang on about vitamin D to the point mm -hmm. of in two or three minutes when we had that little chat, I think this is all coming down to admin. We were talking about you work for 80,000 hours and you put subtle planning in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You decide you're going to do a course. And I'm that's not just saying in, everyone's just the in same. The, in the, in the um, context of your career. 
Yes, something that's going to be for your whole life. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever sat. I mean, I know I've gone from job to job. No, and I don't know apart from, you know, having my time booked in with you, how much time I don't diarise. Because most of the kind of the long-term goals is about, you know, aligning that with your everyday actions, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but likewise, you know, who sits and plans their health Yeah. for the week? Yes. Who spends just five or ten minutes thinking about what they're going to do that week? Yeah. Have I got my training booked in? Have I got... I don't know the right food well, in the I think, fridge and you know yeah, yeah i think some people do the basics so they'll go not, yeah have i got my tablets am i doing my pcs <laughs> yeah but we've already talked about how difficult hydration seems to be how difficult mm. taking supplements you know like i said to you before i've got quite a few clients who go oh yeah yeah i know i heard you going on about vitamin d i just wish i could remember to take it it's like yeah. you can yeah do you know what i mean it's, yeah. it's possible to take it you just mm-hmm. need to set up that habit stacking yeah but just as we were talking and we did this headline there invest in you mm. and i was just telling you about a friend of a friend who's just had an accident and, and found out in in hospital that he was vitamin d deficient despite yeah. the fact he's been taking a supplement and then i looked into it and there's ways that either the supplementation could be higher or that there are aspects of our daily life that actually negate some of the effects of the supplements mm. which we'll go into so the invest in you i think was me thinking if we take it one step back i did that thing that i mentioned to your main story i showed the ralph Lauren overalls covered in paint you did cost 434 pounds and is in an outrage event about capitalism yeah i think i'm going to donate that to charity and i know the two are not linked in any way or form at all but it was just a chance to yeah Someone has benefited from your rage. I yes. think that's um, a good thing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so what I was thinking was all the investment that people have done, well, one investment would be the amount of time it takes to cook a bloody roast dinner. They've got to be the most disproportionately. Yeah. 40 minutes to eat. It's a good few hours to prepare, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. And so that's the, that's the analogy I wanted to use. <laughs> yeah, we, look how much time we spend yeah. in just... You could plan your whole year's worth of... Uh, yes. Didn't you mean that? Time? Yeah. If you sat down instead of, on, say, on December the 25th, you, I would imagine from start to finish, the average roast is probably six hours mm. in terms of planning, yeah. preparing the vegetables, you know, the night before or the morning, putting the turkey in, oh, yeah, getting yeah. everyone around a table. Yeah, of course. Six hours to prepare one meal. Yeah. For six <laughs> hours, we could look at all the things that we were deficient in or all the things that we could do better or we could do some research or we could talk to somebody. Yeah. Like I said, you take time to find out what we might need. We don't actually know what we need. Exactly. You're not going to OD on on vitamin D, but you might actually be deficient, not just of that, but of other things. Yeah. Very, very quickly, we looked at a website. And I'm not saying this is the best one because there's loads. Yeah, because I went, well, how do you know? Yeah. Is that, you know, where, how do we go, you know, is it your GP, where do we go to find these things out? So we had a quick look and I think going to a GP now seems to be one of the hardest things to do in the world. Mm. Everything's either done on phone or not face to face. So the chances of getting a, a vitamin D test are probably very low. Yeah. So, and I'm not going to give the name, but I'll just we could maybe say the sort of organisations that are available because I can't say that this one's better than any others. But I think the reality is that you're not going to get someone looking at all these elements or so, if they are taking blood i don't know can you ask that they'd go and check you'd like to think they would but <laughs> yeah I've, but i've, I've, I've never noticed, been told no, i've noticed on blood tests they always look the thing they're looking for yes don't yes, they exactly i don't think they look for every aspect no. so basically this is a blood test that you do at home a kit comes out 79 pounds and this particular one is a biomarker that includes active b12 magnesium iron vitamin d and folate mm-hmm. 
So it's much more around vitamins and minerals. It isn't a, an overall health check. I'd be happy to do one of these. Well, I was just thinking the same, that we could both do mm, one. Yeah. But it was yeah. interesting that one of the things I looked at, there was two things that they put forward. One was on sugar reduction. 52% of customers decrease the amount of sugar in their diet between their first and subsequent test. Right. So maybe if you get something back on a piece of paper that goes, mm. shit, you yeah. need to look at this. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit different to your head going. I'm eating too many, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. And the other one was 79%, and I think this is a scary figure, 79% of their customers, all customers, were found to have suboptimal levels of vitamin D. Yeah. And I said to you at the beginning, the people doing these tests are likely to be the people either motivated to want to know about their health or to do something about their health. Yeah. And 79% yeah. were below optimal yeah. levels. So maybe this is, we just put this out there, maybe you and I, do this test, yeah. compare the results live on air. Yeah. That would be exciting, unveiling. We read each other's out. Yeah. And we if could do, we could do the prick test <laughs> live on air. <laughs> Sorry. And if I'm, resist myself. If I'm suboptimal vitamin D, I might as well give up. Yeah, I? you might. Might tell, tell you tell you got too much of it. Because I'm on 8,000 now a day. Oh, you mentioned those units. I don't know what those are because they sounded like vastly over what the recommended there's two units for vitamin d why does this happen it's like beta max and vhs it's like imperial and metric <laughs> yeah but it's it's ius yeah and i think mgs okay ius are what international units i think and they're okay. the big numbers but you said you like the recommended was like 120 or you take 4000 or something so it's, like, well, it's bloody hell. The, the, the uk recommended is 400 ius oh, four, okay I wrote to, I didn't tell you this, I wrote to Crunchy Nut Cornflakes the other day. <laughs> it doesn't surprise Who haven't you written to this week? <laughs> and um, I questioned why they said that Crunchy Nut Cornflakes contain 50% of your daily oh, so vitamin D, because so I thought fair play. That is what should be 200 IUs, right? Yeah, but okay. it said it contained 100. So I wrote to them and they said the EU standard down to Jeez, some focus. paper is 200. 200 IUs is like, it ain't a lot. Right. Well, they're going to have to change that in January 1st, aren't they? The, I guess the, is the UK, oh, UK is 400. So it's going to be 400 yeah. now. We're not going by the EU. The EU is just the EU general. Each country has different ones within it. That's just the EU. People don't stick to that. Like right, Finland right. is much higher. Maybe it's made in the, uh, yeah, okay. So yeah, UK is so four, you're taking 10 times 400. what you should. Well, I'm taking between 4,000 and 8,000 a day. Okay, right. <laughs> because there's been a lot of research recently about having some large doses for about a week. So 10,000 a day for a week. Wow, okay. Um, really stocking up, especially at this time when we're not going to get any I'm taking one every day. Those okay. pills that you gave, I'm still going through those. You gave me about 4,000 of them yeah. in a little box. They don't, the colour's gone in them. I don't know where yeah. they've gone off now. I don't, I don't know how that works. No, they'll be okay. Okay, they'll they do. Okay. So, also, a little trick, I put them by the coffee mugs. Yeah. So I open the cupboard and... If they're stuff visual, do, you'll take them, Yeah, stuff to do while the coffee machine's on. Press yeah. up vitamin D. A bit of meditation. Yeah. So why don't we do this then, that we've just sat there running with this. We'll order a test each. Yes, that sounds good. Compare and contrast. Mm. Feedback. Very scientific. That's it for this episode. Well done for getting this far and thanks for listening. All links and references will be in our show notes. Please make sure you subscribe to us via your favourite podcasting app. And if you are enjoying this pod, then please do tell a friend and help us spread the word. If you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, then please do leave us a five-star rating and or review in return for our love now and in the afterlife. Give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at I'm Finecast, and you can send us an email to imfinecast at gmail.com. Okay. In the, ne in the yep. next episode, <laughs> we're going to be having a chat. Now, that might not sound like much of a surprise. <laughs> Garage philosophy. That is your idea. 
Yeah, you that's look basically nervous. I do because I have reluct well reluctantly agreed. I think begrudgingly, begrudgingly agreed to um, to not have any structure to the to the next pod. Mm. We're going to sit down, we're going to hit record, and we're going to go. But we have agreed that I can put my intro in. Yeah. Other than that, or, we're freestyling. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're not going to rap, are you? I could do me. Um, Spoken word. It's it's not very uplifting, though. No, nothing in this is. It rhymes we just, well. We spent an hour talking about death. Yeah, I guess. What does rhyme? What rhymes? A spoken word bit that I wrote. Yeah, it does rhyme, yeah. No, no, I've done a new one. I've deleted the other one. What do you mean you deleted it? What, like, like, just got rid of it? Yeah. Why? I didn't like it. Is that what you do with stuff you don't like? Mm-hmm. What if you want to come back to it? I won't. You don't know that, do you? Like, oh, God, that, that line in that was good. You don't chuck any of your book away, do you? If you don't like it? Yeah. I'm going to have a word. Have okay. a word in a minute. All right. Um, anything else? Oh, Nothing else. Okay. On that note, we shall say farewell. My liege. And Godspeed. <laughs>